Good morning. God bless you. Happy podcast day. Amen, amen, amen. Tuesday, July 26th. I hope you're ready. Uh, telling you what, God's doing some great things. Let's just take a moment. You know, I like to go through these drills. I like to get people talking, uh, you know, while talking God's word or filling your mouth with faith. Uh, and, and say it is positive, but it's not about the positive speech. It's about the Bible-based talking in line with God's word speech. But just go ahead and take a moment and call yourself something that you're dealing with. So if, if you're unhappy today, just say, I'm happy. If you're feeling down today, say, I feel up today. I tell them I feel better. Just say out loud, I feel better. I'm feeling even better right now. Hey, if you're feeling under the weather, say, I feel healthy, strong, full of God life, no sickness, no disease, no aches, no pains, no symptoms in my body, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now begin to release faith, faith-filled words out of your mouth. Then you'll begin, your body will begin to go in the direction of those faith-filled words. Well, I hope this finds you, this video uh, podcast finds you healthy, strong, and, and happy, and in peace, and blessed. But I want to talk to you today about the anointing. You know, we got, it's funny how God switches gears. We've been dealing with so many things con, uh, concerning faith, concerning the demonic, demonic influence, uh, our ability over, you know, uh, demons and the powers of the air and what's happening in our nation today. But then on, on Sunday, the Lord, actually it was around Sunday, about two hours before service, dropped this teaching into my heart. And I want to deal with, uh, let's go into Isaiah ten twenty seven. Let's get right into this. Uh, uh, once again, I love you. Thank God for you uh, here. Share this and get this word out. Isaiah ten twenty seven says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. Now, pressure is always on your shoulder. Even if, if it's natural pressure, uh, you know, it's demonic-based or backed. It always puts weight on your pressure, giving you headaches, backaches, so on and so forth. You need to cast that stuff off. But the Bible says, and his yoke from off of thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed. Now, the yoke's not being removed. Uh, uh, the, the anointing destroys, annihilates the yoke. Uh, that, that means that it can't be put back together. It can't be fixed. Satan can't, you know, fix it and then put it back on you. No, that, that yoke, when the anointing shows up, or the anointing on your life, you're anointed, uh, that anointing will break that yoke, and now he's got to go get something different and try to bind you with something different. The anointing will break that yoke, annihilate it to where it cannot be fixed. But then it says, now the, the off your yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Another translation, it talks about because of the fatness. And the idea was, it is a, a cow or the beast that you yoke up, uh, it, it gets so large, so great, it, it expands now, the beast would in fat and muscle, so on and so forth. But as a believer, you should be expanding in knowledge. You should be exp expanding in the blessing, in the favor, the insight, uh, wisdom, the things of God. And as you do that, you, you become too great for the yokes of Satan or the devices of Satan. Preaching better than what you're saying already. Now, let's look at uh, if, it, if it enlarges you, how, which, in what areas? And I just put down four. There's many I'll deal with on, on uh, Wednesday night at church. But the blessing, the blessing, it, it enlarges you. Number two, uh, you know, you heard me prophesy a little bit saying, I feel like we're getting ready to enter into a dry season in, in uh, America, well, in the world. But I don't have to worry about the world. I'm called to America right now. Uh, but as long as there is an anointing on your life or you're surrendered or under an anointing, you should be under a corporate anointing. Uh, there's always provision uh, attached to the anointing. God is a God of provision. 
Uh, he is your provider. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, your provider. That's in the anointing. Uh, protection in the anointing. Divine help and ability. That's in the anointing. So these are things the anointing yields uh, to you. And there's many more, but I just want to keep it here because <clears throat> I got a point to make. Now, in Acts 10, 38, the Bible says how uh, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now, I'm gonna give you a quote that I made on Sunday and I want you to chew on this or meditate this uh, with, with Acts 10, 38. The anointing is not for your spirit. It's not for your spirit man. Uh, the anointing is for your flesh, all right? Now, let's look at this. We know G Jesus was a spirit man with a flesh body. We know you are a spirit, you have a body, or you live in a body, you have a soul. Uh, but we see here how how could Jesus need more spiritual help being the son of God? He did it. He needed the, the divine help on his flesh. He needed uh, heaven's help or heaven's ability uh, to partner up with his flesh, making him supernatural in the endeavor that that anointing uh, covers or the assignment that he, he had from God. That anointing would make him supernatural in a sense. Uh, we're still human. We have a human body. There's still certain limits to a human body. You're not God. Now, there's other preachers that think that, that you have become God uh, through Jesus Christ. You haven't. You become a son of God. Uh, God's unlimited. You're limited. Uh, Jesus now has a heavenly body. He's on the right hand of the Father. He's unlimited. You're limited. Uh, the Holy Spirit's unlimited. You're limited. Uh, angels are limited, uh, you know, just like we are. But we, we're, we are made differently than angels and carry more God authority and ability than the angels do, but we're not God. Get that through your head and don't ever fear. You're not equal with God. You're a son of the most high God. But if it helps your flesh, the anointing, then it helps you in this flesh world in which we live. And God has given you an anointing for every assignment that you face. So if you're in business, you can have an anointing from God to be successful in business or to aid you in business affairs. We can see it like this. On, on, on Wednesday or Sunday morning, I said there's synonyms, meaning you can use words synonymously with the word anointing. One of them is the Holy Spirit, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can say as a synonym, we can use or, or synonymously, we can begin to change those, say the Holy Spirit or the anointing, the Holy Spirit or the anointing. Uh, another one is found in First John 2, 20, the unction. You have an unction. You have an anointing. There's been a smearing upon you. And not just one, you know, it is a singular smearing, but it's multifaceted. When you look in First Corinthians chapter 12, we talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit that we, we talk about. Yes, there's one Holy Spirit. Uh, there's a singular Holy Spirit. Uh, but but the Holy Spirit begins to operate in many different ways or surface or, or manifest in many different ways as the person needs him to in that season. But it's still one anointing. So we have the unction. We have the virtue. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 5. Uh, Jesus said, stop, hold on. I felt uh, uh, virtue flow out of me, power uh, flow out of me. Synonymous, once again, synonym of the anointing. But then we got into synonyms like husband and wife. Uh, you can also get into synonyms like uh, father, mother, parents. You can also get into different other synonyms that you have been given a God assignment 
God always, when he calls you and assigns you to a thing, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a banker, whether it's a business owner, uh, and on and on it goes, if God's called you to do that, he, that calling or that title becomes synonymous with the anointing because with the calling, with the title comes an anointing for success. Now, I want to deal with just marriages. I really feel like there's a stronghold on marriage, and I'll get into this more on Wednesday and then Sunday at New Way Church here in Palm, in Palm Coast. Uh, as you can see, I'm out of the office today. I had to run up. Uh, Dylan and I uh, took a run up to our my hunting place up in Georgia, so things might look and sound a little different. You know, we're stripped down. We uh, Not us, but the, the technology. But we're still getting this to you. But anyhow, uh, so it, let's say... When we, usually when we hear the, the, you know, wedding vows or a husband and a wife's role, it's usually the husband's exalted and the wife is put under. We, we lift the husband up and we diminish the wife. We raise up the values of a husband and we make the wife look like she's just a nothing. That's not true. That's not biblical. Uh, the, the word husband or the idea of the husband is the idea of God. If a husband wants to husband his wife correctly, according to the Bible, he not now he's not equal with God. He can't be God in that sense, but he has to look at God and see how God deals with, or you can say Jesus deals with his bride. Then the way Jesus deals with his bride is how the husband should cover and protect his wife. Come on, are you here? That's pretty good. Say amen to that. Amen. Now, if you're, you say, I'm not married, this doesn't pertain to me. Well, if you want to get married, you should know these things in the future. Amen. And you carry a title. Either way, whether it's husband or wife, you carry another title. So this this matters to you. Now, I started saying on on uh, Wednesday or on Sunday what I heard my, my uh, father in the faith, my pastor say, that it takes courage to lead, but it takes courage to follow. And he even said it, he thinks it takes more courage to follow. And I agree with that because what you're doing in following is you're saying, in a sense, I'm going to walk blind, putting all my trust in you that you are going to lead our family. You know, I'm the man in my family. I'm not the, ha ha, you know, I lead, hit you over the head and you obey, be quiet. You're no good for nothing. Go cook. No, that's not the, the image of the wife. Uh, the wife has extreme influence in the family, in society, uh, with her husband, with her children. And all, go read Proverbs 31, study that out. See what the Bible says about a God woman or a God wife rather. But now my job is to lead my family under the anointing like Jesus leads the body of Christ or his bride. I'm supposed to make provision. I'm supposed to make a way. I'm supposed to make a, a safety there's supposed to be comfort. There's supposed to be joy. There's supposed to be peace. Now, you don't hide things from your wife. It's not in and of your ability. It's the anointing that's helping your flesh lead your wife. You're getting supernatural help on your flesh to protect your wife. If you operate outside of the boundaries of the anointing, I mean, you've got to figure out the, the roles of a husband to husband your wife. Once you figure out the biblical roles, the anointing will come in and give you supernatural success. You got to figure out the roles, biblical roles. You meditate them and you figure out biblical roles of a wife, how to wife your husband. And then you stay within those parameters 
The anointing will be there to help you. The anointing will strengthen you. The anointing will propel you. The anointing will illuminate you. The anointing will pr protect you. Uh, where you lack the anointing will finish or carry the rest. But if you try to get out from underneath the anointing and resort back to you are your own God, you possess your own ability, and you're going to run things the way you think they ought to be run because your grandparents did it that way, your, your mom and daddy did it that way. No, if they didn't do it the Bible way, it's not the right way. Uh, the word of God is the right way. The word of God yields success. It yields peace. It yields joy. It, it leads you. It guides you. It washes you. It cleanses you. It strengthens you. Uh, that's why we follow the word of God. Hey, I'm preaching pretty good. I'd like a little better amen uh, for it than that. Amen. Now, if you look at this a little further, if I if am becoming Jesus sense, not Jesus, I'm not the Messiah, but if I'm treating my wife like Jesus treats his bride, the church, uh, my wife is going to begin to act a little differently than she would if I'm treating my wife like a worldly carnal man does. Uh, well, come on, you know, uh, for every action, there is going to be a reaction. That's a law. Uh, so uh, if you act ungodly towards your wife, you're probably going to get an ungodly result. I've seen this. It's my Dylan's right here. So he gets to, you know, I'll preach to him for a second, but I've seen this. I've seen the husband and wife come in my office. They know they got a problem, but no one will step up and be the God person to stop the problem. Like the husband will say, well, she won't quit acting this way. She says, well, he won't quit acting this way. And then he'll say, well, well, if you stop acting that way, then I'll stop acting that way. And then there's like a stalemate because we're both right. We're both. And the problem here is, is that's a carnal action to in a reaction to a carnal action rather. That's a carnal reaction to a carnal action. So if the husband, you are the leader, you're going to take the lead. You got you got to lead your family. All right, just think about this. We know a man by. His organs. We know a woman by her organs. If God said, I'm going to set a husband to lead the family, and this gets con you know, uh, confused or twisted or reversed, that's role reversal. We get mad at the transgender movement, and all that is is, is a role reversal. But we think it's okay because society says it's okay for the wife to rule her family and the husband to be the idiot and the husband goes out and brings a sack of cash home and the wife has to tolerate or put up with the husband. No, 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 let me help you. That's not Bible. If the wife is, is running, calling the shots in the home, that's a twisted marriage. That That's an ungodly marriage. And once again, I'm not male chauvinistic. I'm not saying a husband should beat on, yell on, uh, you know, abuses the wife in any way, shape, or form. I'm saying the husband ought to treat the wife like Jesus treats his bride, the church. Then he does so with great grace, great love, great consideration. Uh, he provides and on and on it goes. So don't miss what I'm saying and don't misquote me. But what I am saying, if the husband allows the wife to take on the husbandly role in leading the family, that marriage is doomed. That marriage is not gonna make it because there's no anointing. You don't, you, when you've twisted things, the anointing will lift and go. But when the roles are reversed back to their normal state and the husband now is surrendered, submitted to God, the husband now uh, gets revelation on his role, his job, that anointing comes back on his life, 
the anointing comes back on the wife's life, and, and now that marriage becomes a happy marriage. And, and, and happy is a great thing. I mean, happy is, a, is, a, is anchored to peace or a, a product of, of peace. When there's peace, there's joy, there's happiness, there's laughter uh, in the household. And that's how it should be. Your, your household, your marriage should not be doom and gloom. When there's an anointing, uh, come on now. Oh, I'm preaching better. I see you looking and I see you thinking at me that way. But you, you got to understand when the anointing's there, there's life there. There's, there's divine life and there's a, evidence of it. Amen. Uh, so don't blame it on your wife and wife, don't blame it on your husband. You, know, you worry about you. Hey, <laughs> Here's another thing I deal with, Dylan, and not I don't do a lot of counseling. I'm not a counselor. I'm a preacher. Uh, a husband will try to tell the wife how to wife. How do you know how to be a wife? You're not a wife. You've never been a wife, and you never can be a wife. You're not wired. You don't have the genes. You don't have the DNA. You don't have the emotions. You're a completely different, a total different being, completely and totally different. It's off the wall. I can't teach my wife how to be a good wife. That's within the word of God, the Holy Spirit and the anointing will, will press upon her and will re reveal to her what she is supposed to do. Now, wife, you can't uh, agitate, aggravate, nudge your husband and tell your husband how to husband you. That's not your job either. And you have no earthly idea, just like the man does it. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't wanna know. I don't know what the pressures you, you face, the, the, the fears you deal with. But as a, a woman, you can't tell the man because you're not the Holy Spirit, you're not the anointing, you're not the word of God. So you can't tell a man how to run the family either. Uh, that's reserved for the anointing. Come on, I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Amen. Now, I'm running out of time, but when you get this right, you'll see the result of a godly marriage and an, uh, the anointing on a husband and a wife, and, and you'll see it as a result in your children. When there, that's a powerful statement. When there's no anointing, you're going to see the result of that, that, that flesh carnal marriage, that worldly marriage, it'll begin to reflect in your children. I was going to say your offspring. That sounds a little weird, but they are our offspring, but, but it'll begin to reflect uh, in our children and they'll become a product of our marriage or lack thereof. An anointed marriage yields anointed children, yields God children. Uh, a, a marriage, a fleshly carnal marriage is gonna yield a fleshly carnal offspring or children or child. And the reason that is, is because every seed produced after its own kind and your kids hear every single word that comes out of your mouth. This isn't a marriage seminar. We're talking about the anointing. We're talking about the ability of God. We're talking about the presence of God. We're talking about the smearing, the, the, the precious element that God has called the anointing that he's placed on you so that you can have supernatural help on your flesh to get divine or kingdom results. Oh, glory to God. Can you say amen to that? Yeah. Uh, now get to church on, on, on uh, Wednesday night. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Get to church. Uh, we're going to teach more on this and we're going to deal with these kingdom elements, but especially the anointing. I love you. I'm speaking life over you daily. Send me your prayer request. Let me know what you're going through. Get it on an email, paper. Text me if you got my number so that I can join up with you and I can agree with you. There's a prayer, biblical prayer of agreement. And the Bible says if two agree uh, concerning anything, it'll be done or established unto them. So let's agree. Let me agree with you. Uh, God bless you. Keep on living for God. Refuse to quit. 
Yeah, go ahead and say, I'm going to receive this word today, and I choose to be anointed in every endeavor of my life. Until next time, share this. Love you. God bless you.